As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to Football and Grits. It's Monday, October 4th, and that means that I am here talking SEC football. I am your host, David Ubbin, with my co-host, as always, Andy Staples of the Andy Staples and Friends feed. Uh, Quite a weekend in the SEC. Andy, listen, you've been beating the drum for Georgia all, well, for most of the offseason and most of this season. I have to admit, I think you've won me over. They're kind of good, right? I no, not that they're good. I think Georgia is the best team in the country. I I, I like Alabama. Alabama's very, very, very good. Obviously, I think Georgia might be better. I think that that Georgia defensive line is the best, you know, the best position unit in the country. I would say, and they're going to test Alabama's offensive line, who might challenge them as the best unit in the country overall. But I think that if you can change a ball game up front. You can do so a lot more, I think, with a, with a disruptive front than you can with a good offensive line. Georgia has that. Now, I will say, caveat, Andy, I don't think they can beat Alabama unless they have a healthy JT Daniels. I don't believe that at all. You're going to have to score some points. But I think they can. And, you know, it doesn't sound like, you know, hearing Kirby Smart talk about it, it sounds like a week-to-week deal. He was giving the media a kinesiology lesson on the uh, on the lat after the game <laughs> that a lot of things can happen. Uh, it's a very large muscle, but ultimately, if you can, you know, keep JT Daniels, you know, shelled for a little bit, let him heal up. I gotta say, I, I think I think you've converted me through no through no effort of your own, except just a yeah. steadfast a steadfast uh, uh, consistency. But I I think Georgia might be a touch better than Alabama. It's very close. Yeah, and look, if all goes well, they're going to play. So you can split hairs as much as you want. I think even some stuff can go wrong, and they still may play. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to see each other in Atlanta, Uh, especially now that that Georgia could, as long as they win the other games, could lose to Florida and -hmm. still go to Atlanta, although nothing we saw from Florida on Saturday night suggests they can beat Georgia. Uh, There's – it's interesting because you you talk about Georgia not – maybe needing JT Daniels to they're going to need them him to beat Alabama maybe need him to beat some of the teams they'd see in the playoff 
What's interesting is they're about to hit a stretch of Auburn, Kentucky, and Florida, which really is their toughest SEC stretch. Mm-hmm. And and you can throw Arkansas in there too. All losable games, they, but games that they'll be favored they, by double digits. They don't need JT Daniels to win those games. I would agree. And to win most agree. of them convincingly. I think you're probably right. I mean, ultimately, you're still talking about a defense that hasn't given up a touchdown yet. First team defense, anyway. I, I think, you know, maybe presumptuous, Andy, but I feel like if you or I were out there handing off to Zeus, we could score some points. If you need 10 points to win a game, to win a game uh, you know, I think a lot of guys can do that. Now, again, I think the only team they can't beat, probably when they get in the playoff, like you said, in Alabama, they can beat those teams with whoever they want to play, whether that's Carson Beck, whether that's Stetson Bennett, whether that is uh, the young pup, Brock Vandergriff, who doesn't sound like he's getting a lot of run at this point. It seems like it's Stetson Bennett pretty consistently at this point. I think, you know, for all the physical limitations, I think he has the one thing that you can't develop, that you can't, you know, you're not born with, which is trust. His coaching staff seems to really believe, hey, he's not going to make the mistake that costs us here. And that's what they kind of need right now in your defense. Again, if 10 points will win you the ball game, that's a pretty low bar, and I'm not sure that's going to change anytime soon. They might need a little more than 10 to beat Florida, maybe Kentucky. I don't think so with Auburn. I think they're going to be able to really muscle Auburn. But, you know, Alabama's the test. Well, and and Alabama's interesting because you look at how Alabama beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss – said, we're going to run a light box and dare you to run and beat us. And Alabama's like, okay, sounds good. Yeah. We'll do that. You can't do that against Georgia. Mm-hmm. Georgia could could lighten up the box, and you still are going to struggle to run against them. So Alabama's going to have to throw it to win. It's not that they can't. We're pretty sure that they can do that, that, that Bryce Young and, and those receivers can can be good against just about anybody. So I'm very excited for that, even though that's a ways away. But I'm excited to see how they get there because we haven't seen a defense like this in a long time. Yeah. I mean, the, the 15 Alabama defensive line was like this, but but remember, that 15 Alabama defense had to win a shootout to win the national title against Clemson. So that and, and Kirby Smart said this, and he, he's he it's interesting that he's saying this because he has yet to prove that they can be this, though this might be the year. You know, he has said you've got to be able to win games multiple ways to win a national title. That's true. Alabama has shown that. Clemson over the years has shown that. Georgia has not shown that they're capable of doing that. So that's sort of the test for the Bulldogs here these next, you know, two months. Can you be both? Can you can you win these? Can you win the shootouts? I'm not sure they're going to have to. I got to say, I, I know you. I know it. Kirby Smart wants to pull be- them into a shootout. That the defense may be that good. I think so. I mean, it depends on how you define shootout. Are they going to have to score 30 to beat Bama? Maybe. That's possible. I just don't believe anybody else would. I mean, they're not going to see Ole Miss. I, I, I just don't think anybody else can. I think Bama is the only one. And, I, and again, it's hard for me to see Bama scoring more than 30 in that ball game. And that's a tall ask. But I, I understand Kirby Smart wanting to feel like his team can do that. I just don't believe at all that they're going to have to do that. Um and I, and I think ultimately, you know, this is just going to be a fascinating year. You know, I compared Georgia this year to, to you know, Charlie Brown and Lucy with the football. Because Georgia, you know, in the national championship game and again in the SEC championship game, I still think they outplayed Alabama in both of those games at the end of 17 and at the end of 18. They lost both of those games. <laughs> you know, it, it's just a matter of can you get over the hump. That's the I – mean, I feel bad 
and I don't envy Kirby Smart because he's got two months before he has to see Alabama. But for better or worse, Andy, this whole season is going to be defined by that game. And with this defense playing the way that it is, I just, you know, maybe there's a game where they have to sweat, maybe against an Auburn or Florida or Kentucky, like you said, or, or you know, we'll see where stuff falls apart and the offense isn't playing well and, you know, they're holding on to, you know, a 17-10 lead or something like that in the fourth. Maybe that's the case. I'm not so sure that that's going to be the case. They can run the ball so consistently and just control games. I mean, what they did to Arkansas's offense is, is illegal in 37 states, Andy. That was... <laughs> My goodness. Sam Pittman's seen a lot of offenses, and he said after the game that's the best defensive front that he's seen, the front seven, I believe he said. That That is high praise. Yeah, and and KG Jefferson was not as banged up as we thought. He was moving around fine, mm-hmm. and they couldn't do anything. And I it don't was, think it has it any – and I don't think it says anything about Arkansas at all. I really don't. I no. think Arkansas is who we thought they were, you know, a top 20-ish team, top 15-ish team. And Georgia is just – they're going to do that to just about everybody. Um, well, they've they got know. Auburn this week, and, and mm-hmm. we got, you know, Bo Nix, the Bo Nix renaissance in, in Baton Rouge where if you just let him run around, maybe that's what you got to do. <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, also, Andy, for our uh, athletic Heisman watch, I didn't have him on my ballot this week, but I'm very seriously considering it. Do we need to become the co-chairs of the Jordan Davis for Heisman candidacy committee? I don't know if it is it should it be Jordan Davis or Devontae Wyatt? Well, let's have him run as a co a co uh uh ticket. How about that? Well, Mac Jones and, and Devontae Smith made the, exactly. the podium last year. Yeah. Let's let's have them both. <laughs> I think Jordan Davis has the has the uh, the novelty of just being a gigantic human being. That's that's his, and the way that coaches talk about him, and the way that he just, I mean, you know, they both are very very dominant. But there's just not a lot of people that look like Jordan Davis, and you know, he's if you're looking at singularly who is most responsible for what Georgia is doing, and you were trying to point to one guy. You know, I would generally probably point to Jordan Davis, and if Georgia's the best, you know, if we're gonna make the the Heisman again, people get mad about the Heisman conversation because it's you know somewhat limited, and it's in a lot of ways devolved down to winning and not performance and best player on the best team. Well, if we're gonna make it best player on the best team, Andy, you're gonna have a hard that time convincing me that's not Jordan, Jordan Davis. Davis. <laughs> well, exactly, and that's why the three best players in the SEC right now may be Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, and Will Anderson. Could be. I mean, Shout out to 2010. SEC yeah, defenses are back. It, it, it's hard to to deny what George is doing up front, and then Will Anderson was was an absolute machine against Ole Miss, and he's been you know dealing with a bunch of nicks and and scrapes, and uh, but seemed perfectly fine the other day. So I, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what happens because I'm not used to this anymore. I'm not mm-hmm. used to to dominant defenses and. Who's going to score on them? And and the thing is, we're still seeing points in other games. It's really the Georgia games that we're not seeing any points because Alabama yeah. did shut down Ole Miss, but that that was more a function of Lane Kiffin deciding, hey, I, I've got to go all out. I've got to try every fourth down or this is not going to work. That was going to be a very boomer bust situation, and it turned out to be a bust. But you did see Florida score, what, 29 points against Alabama? So it's – it's possible that, yeah, that I think Alabama has a be... very good Alabama has a very good defense. 
significantly yeah. above average, you know, good enough to win them the national title. I think Georgia, we'll see. It's early, but this smells a lot like a generational type. Like, we're going to be talking about this defense 10 years from now. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't I rule think that it's, at all. It's very good. And, and look, we'll find out. The three teams they're playing in the next few weeks could be very good, could wind mm-hmm. up the season with a lot of wins. Especially, like, you know, Kentucky, Florida, you're talking nine, ten win teams for both of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't, at this point, don't feel like there's a chance. No. I, I don't think they're going to be able to score enough anyway. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, but I just, again, I, it, it, Georgia, when you're when you're walking into a game saying, 17 points, and we've got an 85% chance of winning this ball game. That's, I mean, how many teams in the last decade could feel that way? <laughs> like, you could probably count them on one hand. Like, it's wild to me. But, uh, again, I, I think that is, watching that defense and seeing what they've done the last few weeks, um, you know, Arkansas... I thought they were going to win that game. I, I, you know, the more he looked in that week, uh, you know, my, my initial gut reaction was 18 points. That, that spread seems like a lot. But then I started looking at it later in the week, and I'm kind of piecing it together. I'm like, I don't think Arkansas is going to be able to move the ball. I think, I think Georgia's going to wear them down. I did not think they would do what they did to them that aggressively. I mean, uh, they averaged, uh, uh, I believe it was on our uh, uh, SEC takeaways, 0. .6 yards per carry before contact in the first half, Andy. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're getting, uh, what is 0. 0.6 of a yard? Uh, is that what, uh, 25 th- inches, 24 inches, whatever? It's, it's three, three fifths. You're getting, you're getting two, three feet. You, Let's do some math. So you're getting two feet before a defense is getting a hand on you. And those are pretty good defenders. You're not going anywhere. I mean, that is uh, an insane uh, metric against a really good running game. So, uh, you know. Godspeed to Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. Nick Saban's done it before, but Kirby Smart, where it's just two months of games that you have to win and you can't really do much to change your fortunes. You just you are who you are and you have to take care of business every week. Nick Saban has been, you know, for years, the this is why he's great, is because his teams take care of business every single week. Georgia, they've had clunkers in the past. Um, you know, can you keep this team focused for two months? Because we know how good they can be. We've seen that. We know, obviously, they're certainly one of the two best teams in the country. They're, they might be the best team in the country. But you have to get to the games that let you prove that. And, and that's the challenge for the two months ahead. So well, the, we the good see. news is they're going into a place where you, when you go to Jordan-Hare, especially when Auburn is good, you know you're in a special game. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no... You may have a clunker, and Georgia had a clunker there in 2017, but you don't have any excuse. You know it's a big deal, and that's mm-hmm. what it's going to be. With, with Auburn coming off the win against LSU, it's going to be like that at Jordan Hare this weekend. Yeah. Uh, good luck to the Auburn offensive line. Um, you will you will need all of it, uh, so we'll see. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Elsewhere, Andy, where things are less peachy than in Athens, and I suppose Tuscaloosa, but what else is new? Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. You know, our, our colleague Bruce Feldman uh, dropped his his hot seat ratings uh, on the Athletic on Monday. Um, he started with Ed with with Coach O Ed Orgeron. Should we start there, or sh- I mean, that's certainly the most the most imminent hot seat. Hot yes, seat because versus I don't think, uh, consternation. Look, we know we know Texas A and M certainly isn't going to do anything no. with Jimbo, and we know we're pretty sure nothing's going on with Florida and Dan Mullen. Uh, the Florida fan base may be mad at Dan Mullen, but the administration's not. No. So LSU is the place where something could actually happen because it's LSU, and there's always a chance something can happen. And I, I think you know th- this was always out there, even after you know. Coach O wins a national title. There's still people kind of, ah, I don't know. And certainly I think, you know, considering what I believe he's eight and seven since then, um, you know, mm-hmm. the Joe Brady is gone. Joe Burrow is gone. You know, things have not been great. And I think <laughs> Coach O has not done a lot to, after winning the national championship, to silence the, the sort of people that were still like, I don't know about this guy, or the people that wanted to credit Joe Brady for that national championship, or, you know, the Jamar Chases, the Clyde Edwards Hilaire of the, of the world, um, that he just had a really good offensive coordinator that could use all those guys, and they haven't been anything since that, and, and you know, they're going to be very good, in theory. <laughs> They're, you know, yeah. I don't think you're going to see. I don't think you're going to see them go. You know, zero and eight. Uh, you know, the, the comparisons that Gene Chizik have always been there. I don't think you're going to see that bottom fall out. But at LSU, they're just not going to be patient. Eight nine wins is not going to do it. Um, you don't have to win the national championship every year. Um, but you know, LSU probably had no business losing that Auburn game. I think LSU was the better team in that game, and Bo Nix made some incredible plays. Um, got them out of that, and and that's a tough one to swallow because I think if you're LSU, you should feel like should have won that game, and you know they're just they're in a lot of really close ball games, and you know who isn't in a lot of cl- really close ball games, Andy, the people that LSU want to be, <laughs> Georgia and Alabama, yes. and there's no exactly. reason why they can't be that. Uh, and no, so they I, they have the talent. I mean, in most cases, the talent is what's prohibiting, like like Florida. Florida mm-hmm. doesn't have that level of talent. No. Now, you, you can say that they should be recruiting that level of talent, and that, that would be true, but they they physically can't do it right now. They're not LSU on the same could. level. Yes. Yeah. LSU could if directed properly, and mm-hmm. I think that's that's the problem, and that's, that's where the disconnect is. And look, this just gets harder. I mean, look at, look at their schedule. This is they've got Kentucky this week. Kentucky's coming off a huge win against Florida. I don't know 
that Kentucky will beat LSU this week because I, I, if you look at Kentucky over this year, the game against Florida was, was probably their best game so far. Um, can they keep doing that? I don't know. We'll see. If they play mm-hmm. the way that they played against South Carolina or Chattanooga, they're going to lose to LSU. But then LSU has to play Florida. They have to play Alabama. They have to play Ole Miss. They have to play Arkansas. They have to play Texas A&M. <laughs> it's five top 20 teams in a row. <laughs> this could all get ugly. Yeah. Ugly. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, Kentucky is the, is the game where, okay, if you – this is really a, a tester for a coach because if you go if you're if you're if you're coach Owen, you lose to Alabama, it's kind of like okay, you know whatever. Maybe even Florida, Ole Miss, we'll see. But Kentucky, you are more talented than Kentucky. You are, and if you lose that game, you are shoveling a bunch of shovels full of coal into the he's misusing talent sort of mm-hmm. narrative. And I use that word narrative. I don't mean it as a pejorative. I think it's, it's you know, if you look at the tenure, it's probably fair. I don't think it's like this sort of thing. But that that's the narrative is that LSU is really talented and they're not getting what they should get out of that talent. You lose to Kentucky, I mean, that's that's exhibit A. Because Kentucky's a really good team, but you're more talented than them. You should be better up front. You should this be better is, overall. This is the reason that the Florida fans so quickly turned on Dan Mullen. They were just waiting on that. They, they, it, what, you can because you can lose to Georgia probably if you're Dan Mullen, and it's understandable. That's a that's an unbelievable defense. The, the the level of talent on that roster is way better than yours. There are no excuses when you go up to Lexington and lose. Now, yeah, I would argue that Mark Stoops is one of the best coaches in the country. He's proven he that year after year after year. Uh, Ari and I always talk about how that's the best job in the country because if you <laughs> win eight nine games a year that. As opposed to these other places we're talking about, they, they'll build a statue of you rather than run you out of town. So, and and, and I think Kentucky's got nothing to lose right now because they're sitting here going, "Okay, nobody thinks nobody thinks we could beat Georgia. Nobody thought we could beat Florida. We had a, we had a one of the best atmospheres we've had in our stadium last week. Let's do it again." Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it, the the ceiling is is really interesting for Kentucky. This is a huge game for them, but we know LSU. I mean, that that's one where you know I'd be really nervous if if I'm Gocho at this point. Now, A and M is a different story. Again, I I feel I feel bad for the Aggies, Andy. I said if this doesn't work, you know, jokingly, you should just fold up the program. But, you know, you said at the start of the season, some really good team is going to finish last in the SEC West. But to be sitting here and have it be Texas A&M sitting in last, they have not played Alabama. They have not played Ole Miss. They have not played Auburn. They have not played LSU. And they're they're still last. I mean, I, you know, Alabama comes to town, maybe the worst possible time. I just, this, this, this Aggie team... It's not that they are underwhelming. It's that they're underwhelming and ugly, and just it's 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 a rough watch. You you were you were I I was wanting to give them a pass in the Colorado game, Andy. They showed us who they were in the Colorado game, and they have not showed I us anything else since. They have not showed us one and thing else since. They can't score. They cannot score. Yeah, you can say this is about Haynes King not being there, but I don't I don't think that's all. It would help, but it's not a fix all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
I, the offensive line has not been very that's good. That's where it's in. That, that's why this is not going well. It's the offensive we, line reboot. You've got Kenyon Green, by, a first-rounder, and people want people yep. want to just act like, well, they got him. They're going to be fine. There's five guys, and the other guys are not playing very well. But the thing is, the way they've been recruiting, they should be able to. I agree. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's that's the more glaring issue is that those guys weren't, you know, they've had injuries too this year, but they should be good enough now at the way the way that Jimbo's been recruiting. And remember, Kevin Sumlin didn't recruit badly either. Mm-hmm. They should be at the point where on the line of scrimmage, they are reloading the way Alabama and Georgia reload on the line of scrimmage. And they're not. And that is that is really the biggest difference between them and those programs, and it's why they can't score. And I see some, some A&M fans, I was laughing at one of the message board posters, said, let's just run the wishbone. Have Anias <laughs> be the quarterback and, and A-Chain and, and Spiller's your fullback. A-Chain's your tailback. I, do it! Why not? <laughs> you can't do any worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Aggies, Andy. Uh, 1.75 yards per carry before contact. Uh, let me get the, I believe that was in the 80. Yes, 82nd in the FBS, the Aggies. They haven't exactly played a murderer's row. And you're sitting there at 82nd in, which I think yards per carry before contact, I think is one of the truest stats of, an, of who an offensive line is. Yeah. How much Are you resetting you the line or not? Exactly. Not, not an SEC team yet, but if you want a, an example of this, look at Oklahoma against West Virginia mm-hmm. where they couldn't move the ball at all, and then look at them against Kansas State where they, the, they were resetting the line of scrimmage every yeah. single play. Yeah. But, I, again, with the Aggies, Kent State, Colorado, New Mexico, Arkansas, Mississippi State, that's who you're 82nd against. Well, yeah. Yeah. Alabama, and now week. you're playing <laughs> Alabama. They do have Mizzou, so they may play once they play Mizzou, Mizzou, that number might go up to like eight yards oh, per yeah. carry before contact. We'll get to That's the Tigers the later. Goodness gracious! But it's just, I, I feel bad for the Aggies because you know I think uh, uh, you know I was I was I ran into I was at Alabama this weekend. I ran into uh, my former colleague, somebody we all know, Mr. Ivan Mazel, Andy, one of the greats. And we were kind of talking before the game, and he was like, you know, I never really got the A&M thing, you know. New quarterback, you're rebooting your offensive line. I mean, what did people expect? A, a succinct, fair fair uh, knock. I mean, ultimately, people were seduced by the winning streak last year and thought, well, you know, they can sort of just keep it rolling. I thought that. I, I thought the Aggies could, could get in the playoff. They are miles away from a playoff team. Andy... Uh, get in front of somebody in the SEC West. <laughs> like, this is this is hard to watch. Yeah, and the thing is, I don't think much is going to change. And I don't either. I don't know how you can't fix this overnight. Like, they're just not. Yeah. You, you're not going to automatically, even when Haynes King comes back, you know, whenever that is, people were hoping it'd be Alabama week. That game is not a real big game at this point. That is a don't get anybody hurt game. I just don't think they can hang with Alabama at all. I think this is going to be another four touchdown, you know, dominant performance but i just the aggies i I feel for them and i don't know you know the jimbo thing you know the frustration is is. when is this finally going to work like they have everything they should have have they've had everything they should have for a long time it's been it's been like that since they were in the the southwest conference but it's just 
it's got to be frustrating. The bidding against themselves for Jimbo Fisher, and look, yeah. maybe they weren't bidding against themselves. Maybe, maybe that was because they have a sense that possibly something happens with LSU. Yeah. And remember, Jimbo has no buyout. Yes. And he still has no buyout, but at least there's more incentive to stay at A&M. But, yeah. you know, at, at this point, though, you're, you're now locked into another, what, nine years of this? Well, locked in the in, in quotes, but yes. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> You're going to pay for nine years worth of Jimbo Fisher, whether or not you get it. Tell me what the difference is between the first three-plus and three, three plus years of Jimbo and the first three-plus years of Kevin Sumlin. Because I, I, I struggle to see any difference. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a fair point. I think if you look at that, you know, that the first Sumlin year, by the end of that season, they were playing as well as anyone. That looks a lot like what we saw last year for the Aggies. And if they had been able to sneak in the playoff, they would have been pretty spicy. Um, you know, someone obviously had the, the, the Heisman Trophy, the, the transcendent player. Aggies haven't had that. But they each have had one team that were just – they didn't quite get there, but were, were probably about as good as almost right, and the other won. The other teams were basically the same. Eight and Eight and four, yeah. That's yeah, where the Aggies so, look like they're heading, and even eight and four might be uh, presumptuous. Seven and five is certainly uh, in the ballpark. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, and and that's that's the issue. So I, I get the frustration, and I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what changes. It's, it, you keep recruiting. You hope the special quarterback. I think shows you just up, have to pay Jimbo I more. I think if you throw another one point five million <laughs> no. a year, you you fix a lot of these issues. You say Jimbo, this isn't working. When did, but when how did does Jimmy Sexton start sponsoring football <laughs> and grits? How does twelve million guaranteed for fifteen years sound? That will fix your problems. I've always believed oh, this. My. If you have a problem, throw money at it. But I, I just don't know. <laughs> I will say the the flip side of this, Andy. I don't get the the Dan Mullen consternation. I get the frustration of losing to Kentucky, but the big picture stuff, I'm just out on. I but just you I just ex- don't you buy want me it. Explain on. it to you. Please do. You want me please to do. It? Okay. Please do. I'll, I'll I'll explain it. I this is not necessarily how I feel about it, but you are the I, avatar I for under- the for the angry fans right now. I do understand these people and where they're coming from, and I know why they're coming from there. I'm just not sure they they realize that that college football has changed somewhat. Mm-hmm. So where this comes from is, is Florida having just unbelievable success squished into a very short period. Steve Spurrier gets to Gainesville as, as the coach in 1990. Suddenly they start winning SEC titles. They'd never been able to win SEC titles before. Like they won one in 1984. They'd been playing football for 78 years at that point. Uh, and and then that one gets taken away, and so they they go eighty something years, eighty five years without a national or without an SEC title. They finally get one, and then they just can't stop winning them. And so between nineteen ninety and two thousand eight, they win the SEC. I, I might be counting wrong because there's one that's a first in the SEC that, that the SEC didn't count because of some sanctions. But I think they win the SEC nine times, and they win three national titles. And that's what a lot of people grew up with. That's what a lot of people are used to. They, that is their normal. And so they cannot accept that Florida can't be what Alabama is right now or what Georgia is right now. That, and and I'm, I'm not entirely sure I accept it either. Because 
Dan Mullen is an excellent X's and O's coach. They don't recruit like Alabama and Georgia. We know that. And he and says there's no reason like, they shouldn't, especially when you look around right, the state of Florida. Right. Florida State and Miami says, not exactly setting it on fire. Yeah. Right. He says stuff like, well, I, I use a different rating system. No, you don't. <laughs> you and Alabama go after the same players. They choose Alabama. You yeah. and Georgia go after the same players. They choose Georgia. That, that's the problem. But where they go off the ledge, where the fans go off the ledge, is they can kind of live with that. They can understand that at least. What they can't understand is going up to Kentucky and losing because talent isn't the excuse there. You know, you're supposed to have this, this guy who gives you a schematic advantage every time and the team can't snap the ball. Like, without a false start. I mean, eight mm -hmm. false start penalties. They had 15 penalties for 155 yards. The just mystifying decision to, to wait out the end of the first half instead of trying to score some points. Because they could, you know, one, one good throw and you're in field goal range. And, and you got three points coming out, you know, going into halftime. Maybe football just wasn't that, ready for the scheme that involves players moving before the snap. They're just not... <sighs> People, <laughs> well, they can they can move. I mean, we can go arena rules, and they can move running at the line of scrimmage before the snap. But but no, I mean, the the Dan Orlovsky thing was really interesting. He's like, why are they going with the clap? Why not the foot tap? And I know why you don't do the foot tap. The foot the foot tap one that the, the the NFL guys use that used to be used in college in really loud stadiums. The center has to be looking between his legs mm -hmm. to catch the foot tap, and that makes it very difficult. He's got to put his head back up, then he's got to start blocking. With the clap, the center can be looking at what he's supposed to be looking at the entire time. So I, I get that part. But here's the thing. You knew it was going to be loud in there. You know it's going to be loud when you go to Baton Rouge in a few weeks. Like That's part of this deal. When Florida State's not terrible, it's loud there. South Carolina's loud when they're decent. Tennessee's mm -hmm. loud when they're good. If you have to go to Auburn or Alabama, it's extremely excruciatingly loud. These are all things that you should be prepared for as Florida's coach, especially in year four. Mm -hmm. So why weren't they prepared? And that's that's where the, the fans kind of go off the ledge, where they, they're willing to accept to a point that they're not as talented, but they can't, they can't not be as good on an X's and O's front. Because they've sort of staked their flag there. Like, Kirby's the, the talent accumulator and Dan's the X and O guy. Well, maybe not. Maybe it's not as well you look at as you think. You, you look at last year. Why was Florida so good? Because they had Kadarius Tony, They had Kyle Pitts. They had better players. They had, they had, two first, had really good two players. first-rounders going yeah. out for passes every play. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It makes a difference. So... That's where they're at, and that's why they are so upset. And but the question I, I ask when when the Florida fans say, "Well, this is this is terrible," blah 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 blah, I say, "Okay, who then? Yes, who would you hire that would make that would give you what you Chip want? Kelly, Andy, and, Chip Kelly? <laughs> I watched the Arizona State game. I stayed up for that." Chip Kelly ain't it. This is the Not it's the exact same question that A and M fans have to answer too. It's like short of Saban. I mean, right, there's just not you're not going to do better. Let let him. You're not getting let Kirby. Him go. You're yeah. not getting Dabo. You had Urban. Mm -hmm. You know he's got his own problems. 
This is an SEC podcast, not an AFC South podcast, Andy. We'll get it. <laughs> exactly. I'm thankful That's, we can gloss be, over that. That would one. be a depressing podcast. Yes, it would. <laughs> uh, so, but, you know, it's uh, – I guess that makes sense. I just think it's I, – I, I sort of – any sort of coaching consternation, I approach it. That's kind of where I start. Who, right? That's what's right. working against but, Ed Orgeron, in the, mi- think, in the mind of the these number- Florida fans that are upset, it's – you are supposed to win championships at Florida. That is, I mean, they won the SEC the East last year. That's not nothing. Jim McElwain won the SEC East twice and got fired. Yeah, but that doesn't count as much because he, he didn't have a team that could hang. Winning the SEC East is – if you go to Atlanta and just get, just get destroyed, it's different. They sort of hung with one of the best teams in the history of the sport last year, and it, you can't help that you're going to have to meet them in Atlanta. And, you know, I, I get that, but we're still, you know, you look at Florida right now, they're, they're still looking at 9-3. and three. You know, maybe you trip up at LSU, you could, in theory. But you're not going to lose to South Carolina. or I mean, they have, really, LSU and Georgia are their only losable games left. They're probably, a, they're a better team than LSU. You could lose that. You're on the road. Georgia, it's looking tough in the, in the cocktail party, but, I mean, they don't have any other games on their schedule. Vandy, South Carolina, Sanford, Missouri. Florida State, they will destroy all those teams, <laughs> all those teams. So nine and three. I mean, I don't know if you can call this a rebuilding year necessarily because you, you you can't really. But nine and three, I, I I get the frustration. I just you know again the who is the question, and I the number of guys that can do better than Dan Mullen at Florida is very very small. I think the number of guys that can do better than Ed Orgeron at LSU is probably a much larger number, and that's why I think you're seeing, you know, a lot uh, his seat get a lot hotter. And it's the same thing with A and M. You're not going to do better, um, and you just have to keep trying, keep hoping your coach uh, adapts, Andy. And that's 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 what it is. But it can get the Aggies. Well, it can the get other, a lot the other worse. Big thing with with the Gators is there's another quarterback. Yeah. And that, that's but that, where, that if anything, that's that makes you more excited for the future. He, he's Anthony Richardson's a really good player. You got to feel really good about him, big picture. But you're not in practice, and maybe they don't feel like he's ready just yet. But clearly, the ceiling is, I mean, unbelievably high for Anthony Richardson. And that, and, and if anything, that works in Dan Mullen's favor, even if he's quote unquote playing the so-called wrong quarterback this year, which I'm not sure he is or is not at the moment. But here's the here's the thing about that, David. One of those quarterbacks is leaving after this season. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta, and I don't know, you know, Dan Mullen's gonna have to manage that situation, and he may be still in the in the mold of, well, I can keep them both. I'm gonna tell you right now, you can't keep them both. Yeah. You're gonna <laughs> need to pick one. <laughs> the Anthony Richards' cell phone, uh, I'm sure, is already blowing up. Uh, um, you know, whether or not people want to, you know, talk about it, agree with it, tampering is, exists. And I'm sure if he if he responds to some of the texts that I'm sure he's getting at, the, at this point, it'd be very interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. But if I'm him, I'm not sure that I believe that going anywhere else is in my best interest. I think he's a perfect yeah, fit for I, that system. I, I, I'm, I'm keeping it rolling. And he's a hometown guy, too. That matters. He is. That means Emory Jones will go somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I'd be a lot more comfortable with Emory Jones <laughs> I mean, leaving than I would than I would uh, Anthony Richardson. I got to tell you, I'm, uh, Emory I'm Jones is a very good quarterback. I don't see the ceiling there, but the, the ceiling I will be. I will be shocked 
if they're both on Florida's roster next year. Yeah, you're probably right. I hadn't thought about it, but you're probably right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Andy, I am. This 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 policy has not served me well this year of of trying to see the best in teams when they lose. The Aggie the Aggies burned me. Florida burned me. Florida, uh, you know, they did lose to Alabama. Are you trying to see the best in Missouri? No, I am not, Andy. Okay. Okay. Absolutely okay. not. Just, just checking. No. I don't know how optimistic we're there is no, to be. There's nothing to see there. We'll get to the Tigers in a bit. I don't think Ole Miss is going to crater or that they're frauds. I think Alabama's just really good, and Ole Miss didn't play that well, and they missed some fourth downs, and Ole Miss is going to be fine. And I think they're going to beat Arkansas on Saturday at home, and I think they're going to win a bunch of games and get in the double digits this year. I, I, well, they get in the double digits. I don't know because again, this is a very difficult division. Where, where I don't think we're giving Mississippi State enough credit. One, yeah, you're probably but, right. But no, I, I do think what we saw on Saturday from Ole Miss was a very boom bust situation where they Lane Kiffin decided this is how I'm going to play this. They were literally this going. This doesn't for work. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we are, we're going to play like there's nothing to lose. And I will say, and, like the the fourth down stuff, like people gotta chill. Like they were there were a couple questionable ones, but people wanted to act like he was being super reckless. I totally disagree. It was just it's no. aggressive. If you're you're not gonna beat, he didn't want to lose to Alabama they by can win that game. Exactly. That, if you guess what, is, if you get four downs to get a first down with that offense, you up your degree, you're up your degrees of chances of getting a first down. It just it's yeah. pure math. And if you lose, like they could have lost worse. Yeah. In that game, if you if you lose fifty to fourteen, they lost forty two to twenty one. But if you lose fifty to fourteen, or if you lose thirty eight to to seventeen, you still lost. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter. Like so, do the thing that gives you a chance to win, which is yes. what they did. They just didn't do it. They didn't execute it. I will say, this conversation they they very seriously. I don't know if you were still watching at that point. It was ugly. Uh, I was there, fourth and one on their own ten in the third quarter. They had the offense out there, and they called timeout and ended up punting. <laughs> they were ready for it. Now that one, that one might have been a little reckless, but they were also I, down like four I mean, there's touchdowns. An, there's an Alabama, there's an Alabama example of this too, and it's that the national title. The last time they played Clemson in the national title game was Clemson that much better than Alabama. 44 to 18? No. But once yeah. Alabama got down, Alabama kept doing the things it had it needed to do to try to win the game, and that mm-hmm. snowballed on them. 
you know, they had the fake field goal. It didn't work. And so that's, that's what happens sometimes if you're trying to win a game and it will snowball on you. So I, I just think Ole Miss still, the defense is still really improved. Um, the offense, if it's not the best offense in the country, it's one of them, you know, that you get up in that top five. There's not, I don't think there's an offense that's like, you know, Alabama last year or, uh, what, 17, I guess the year they had Judy and all those guys. I don't think there's one that's like next level. I mean, they're probably the closest thing. So whatever. They're going to score a ton of points. The defense has improved. I I just think they're going to be fine. The schedule is not that difficult. They're a better team than Arkansas. They're a better team than Auburn. Um, And those are the two toughest games. And I think they win them both, maybe. I think they may drop one. At Auburn will be tough. But, you know, I think they'll they'll drop a game just because they... You know, I don't think they can bring it every single week, but I, I, Ole Miss can be fine. I I didn't see a ton of sensing that they were frauds after not challenging Alabama. I thought, you know, I think we both thought they were going to give Alabama a game. I really did. Um, they did not. Credit to Alabama for playing extremely well. Um, but I, I just am not concerned much about much at all about Ole Miss. I think they'll they'll be fine. Am I off? Am I off base on this one, Andy? I don't think so. I, I think I think Ole Miss will have a decent season. Will it be an ultra special season? I don't know. The the Matt Corral Heisman train off the tracks at the moment. We'll see. It's but, all it's, uh, yeah. Exactly. There's Things a lot happen. of there, there's a lot of a lot of golf left and what you can say is, well, it was a game against Alabama. Alabama played a great game. Alabama controlled the clock, blah 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 blah. So Maybe maybe that comes back, but again, remember we have our Jordan Davis Devontae Wyatt Heisman mm-hmm. coalition here. So, <laughs> uh, Andy, the Bo Nix experience on Saturday night was breathtaking. Truly, um, it was everything in one. A lot more good than bad. Still some bad, um, but the TJ Finley homecoming never really got going. They gave him a, they gave him the third drive, and, and he kind of didn't do a whole lot and. Uh, and Bo Nix was, uh, you know, focused, having fun out there, all those things. And, uh, some of the, I mean, just some of the escape plays are just like, I, 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 the number of guys who can make those plays in college football are so small. And, and Bo, Bo Nix for all the shortcomings, for all of the, uh, you know, uh, mind numbing interceptions the throwing off the back foot, some of the inaccuracy, all that, some of the, the flaws, when you see him for what he is, which is in some time, you know, in some ways, just an absolutely magical escape artist who keeps his eyes downfield and can make some plays that just guys cannot make, you can see why, you know, it seems like two different coaches have really committed to him. Um, you know, it took guts for, for, for Brian Harson to go back to him after the way last week went. You know, it sounded like it was pretty close in practice during the week. Um, you know, you have the whole TJ Finley homecoming thing, which we obviously wrote about. But for him to struggle against Georgia State and then and then you know cede the job to T.J. Finley, who engineers this comeback, this ninety-eight yard drive, and then go right back to Bo Nix the next week is is gutsy. And if you lose that game, and and he was struggling a little bit early, if you lose that game, that's a great way to get a fan base to turn on you, Andy. And I, you got to respect Brian Harson for f- sticking to his guns and saying, "No, I'm I, I believe in this guy." And he rewards you in in an unbelievable way um, because they looked like they were I wouldn't say dead do in the I water, give, but it was not do looking I need good. Do you give Brian Harson or Gus Malzahn any credit though? 
Because if he could have done this for, the whole time, yeah, in theory, why aren't you leaning into that? Why aren't you building your offense around that? Well, it's not so much where you build your offense as much as not not selling and not saying, well, you know, TJ won this game last week. We've got to stick with him. And especially the way they started. They're in a 13-0 hole. It was looking really ugly. The Max Johnson 122 pass yards on one drive was incredible. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. You can probably tweak the offense a little bit and, and allow for some more of the, the, uh, the A little bit? Overhaul <laughs> the damn thing. <laughs> That's hard to do mid-season, Andy. Listen, they did it mid-game. Do it. Like yeah. you go from a, a guy who can lose you a game to a guy who can win you a game, and that seems like a pretty big difference. Yeah, I just think it. I don't know that you can. You could ask. You know, I don't know that more. I don't know that any coach in the history of college football has ever said. You know what our offense needs? Less script. More freelancing. Well, I I know that 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 that, that can be fun, but I don't know what you want to build your run more. More of that, and I'm not saying less script. I'm not saying just let him run around. I was joking about that. Where he's rolling out and he has some decisions to make and put some pressure on the defense. Get him on the move. Yeah, give him the option to run the ball a lot. Just do that. I guess the problem with that is uh, that. In theory, I agree with you, but I think where that falls apart is he has so much belief in himself that do you if you do that and then he wants to reverse field and he wants to do something crazy, you know, how many times have you taken a 15-yard loss or somebody catching him from behind and poking the ball out and taking it 85 yards the other way? He was way? doing all that anyway, though. <laughs> Fair, I guess. Not that frequent. I... I I just don't know what you do. It's it's it is he is so fun to watch and he's he's got obvious talent. He it it, it is what it is at this point. Like it just it is what it is. And well, I don't know we're what we're going to find out. I mean, I'm not sure any of that works against Georgia. I'm not no, sure there there's anything nothing you can works do. against Georgia. So, we'll see. Like I was trying to imagine as I was watching the replay of the the Tyler Fromm touchdown what that will look like. When it's against Georgia. Oh, no. Well, he doesn't make it outside the pocket because Jordan, Jordan Davis just slides in between the guard and the center and uh, and just... Maybe your Heisman, Heisman winner, Jordan Davis. Yeah, exactly. Heisman front exactly. Uh, Elsewhere, Andy, I, I tried to get out in front of this this week in the SEC takeaways. Tennessee fans, listen to me. Please, please listen to me. <laughs> this offense, this offense, I've seen this offense for a decade. I know this offense very, very well. When teams don't know how to cover it or when they don't have the athletes, you will look like you are going to win the national championship every single time. It will happen. So many teams. This Baylor offense, we need to, what is what did the count we came up with, Andy? 10, 12 teams are running this now. It's some lot, form of yeah. it. It's a lot. It is an elite scheme, absolutely. One of the best schemes in college football. There's a reason why it started at one place, the power spread, and now everyone is getting jobs off of it, everyone's running it, some form of it, because it's a great scheme. Because when teams don't know what they're doing, they get absolutely mashed. And let me tell you, Missouri did not know what they're doing. Steve Wilkes, defensive coordinator, 
Jethro Franklin, defensive line coach, he gets the axe five games after being hired, which is exactly what Tennessee experienced in 2020 with Jimmy Brumbaugh. The good news is Drinkwitz hopefully does not install himself as defensive line coach. He hired uh, Al Davis, uh, an analyst, not um, the former Raiders owner's reanimated corpse. That is not their new defensive line coach. Although I would like to see that. If they did that, Andy... I would write a feature about that, me personally. Just win, baby. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the, I, I think there's a matter of you have guys with NFL backgrounds. You know who's not running any Baylor schemes is anyone in the NFL. The NFL. Because it does not <laughs> exactly. translate to the NFL at all. The route trees, the quarterback, it does not work in the NFL. It does not work. There are the hash almost marks none in of the NFL schemes. make it impossible to run. Yes. There just is not it, – it doesn't work. Nobody's using any concepts from this offense. And – you know, I wasn't in their defensive meeting rooms, Andy. I don't know how much they knew about this scheme or what. Their their run defense is bad as is. It's, but it's they look like they've never seen it before. It's probably what the meetings looked like at LSU before the Mississippi State game last year. <laughs> yeah, when, when you're probably right. Decided, so if they're, running, play, if, man, if they're running, I realize, <laughs> I realize Washington stops them every year doing this one thing, but you know what we're going to do? Not that. If they're running crossers, we should be fine in man, right? That seems easy. I mean, our guys are fast. They'll catch up to them. It, it won't be a problem. Let's just go with it. But, it, I mean, it was wild to me. It, it, it looked like they had no idea what this scheme was. So, listen, very good. Impressive win. I don't think it says much about Tennessee's talent or are they running the scheme well. I think it just says a lot about Missouri's defensive staff is in crisis mode because I don't – the Steve Wilkes hire has gone very poorly. They are 129th, Andy, in yards per carry. Six and a half yards a carry. And Missouri has not exactly played murderer's row either. Uh, it is not good. They were getting gashed by SEMO earlier this year. And I think they gave up like 250 yards running to SEMO. A ton of long runs, especially late in that game. So, Tennessee fans, listen. You have a great scheme. This is much more fun football to watch. Uh, if teams don't know what they're doing, or if you are better, you have better athletes. You might score on your first. Uh, I believe it was their first nine possessions. Andy, they scored points. If I'm not, or was mm-hmm. it seven? I forget. I think it was their first nine possessions they scored. You might do that again. But when you play really good teams that have seen this before and know what they're doing, it's not going to be like that. So, you know, a great win. Enjoy it. But this is not the same as what Ole Miss does to everybody. Um, it's not the same as we've seen. So, I, you but know, here's the don't thing let here. expectations run not, away. Tennessee does not play a very good team this week. Tennessee plays South Carolina. I, they're going to be able to – not that, but I think Tennessee wins big this week. South Carolina, not impressive. This is a, this is a big game for the two first-year coaches. This is Josh Heupel, Shane Beamer. If Tennessee wins this game, there is a path to a bowl game this year. Well, it might be blocked by the NCAA. <laughs> oh, come on, David. There's a path to six and six, no question. Are you, are you insinuating that, <laughs> that the things they fired Jeremy Pruitt for may cost them? Uh, it's possible. Uh, we may have, we may have some, some more on that soon. But the, uh, you know, it's I, – I think I picked this team to go six and six after they after – they, uh, lost to Pitt. It was looking a lot more like five and seven. I, my point is just that Missouri game. It, it doesn't change much for me. Um, it's a it's a it's a quote unquote toss up game that you've won. 
you've you've helped your math out a little bit. But in terms of who this team is, like I said, when you don't have athletes, which does not apply to Mizzou, they had athletes to stop them. But when you don't have a scheme that knows what you're doing, you will get wrecked by this offense. And props to the offense because you know whose offense ceased to wreck pretty much anyone ever. Well, it was Tennessee. the offense you were, you were running for yeah. three years, so there's something to be said for that. But just don't don't watch that and say, oh, oh, maybe we can put up 40 or 50 on anybody. You can put up 40 or 50 on David, some teams. David, but. let them have their fun. They, I, they, listen, they've, here's they've the thing. I have been too close to Tennessee. I can smell the expectations getting way too high because I don't know how many Tennessee fans are that familiar with this offense and how it works. And I've seen it for 10 years, and I, have, I know how this offense works and what it does. And when you have athletes, when you when you try to run this offense up against better athletes and better coordinators, it is very very hard. And Baylor well, didn't start seeing dividends until they started recruiting better athletes, and then they did. Well, Ole Miss runs a better version of that offense. Yes, it's a, so it's this offense with some with some yeah. There's it's this offense with some lane stuff mixed in and a better quarterback and a pretty good line. Yes, and, and pretty so you good got that. Je- Jeff Levy, by the way, was. Josh yes. Heupel's offensive coordinator at UCF at one point. Our and brown then, son-in-law. And then they yes. play Alabama. So, they'll, you know. <laughs> they'll come back down to earth, David. Yes. Let them have this. I don't want that to be crushing for them, Andy. I want to prepare them because it's going to look really good again this week because I'm not sure. South Carolina, I don't think, is going to give up 60 points. But I think Tennessee wins this game by a lot. I think ten- Tennessee does some things well. I'm not sure South Carolina does anything more than average. Maybe run the ball. Maybe. But that's about it. Well, of the two rebuilding jobs, South Carolina seemed like the harder one, and we're going to find out. I don't know about week, that. Which, which it was. You I think don't Tennessee. Know. Well, Tennessee. Tennessee still had players, though. I, I think you take they lost away like the eligibility. They lost like I think they lost. Tw- I think the final count. Was South Carolina did too, though. Not that many. Not. I think Tennessee lost. Uh, I forget what the number was. I believe it was twenty. I, I needed. I think it was okay, thirteen. Thirteen guys off I the will, depth chart that would have been on I, I the depth chart this year. I will give you that. I will. I will give you that. And they're saddled also, with expectation. They're saddled with expectation, Andy. Which South Carolina is not in the same way. There should be no expectation at Tennessee. But there is. There may or may not. But I'm saying, if you don't win they nine or ten an games, they launched NCAA investigation to fire the coach for free. N- not this year. There's not expectation. You this should. Year. I know, but you should have no expectations after that. They do. Maybe you should, <laughs> but they do. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, Enjoy the win. It was fun to watch, I'm sure, for Tennessee fans. Uh, ugly, ugly for Mizzou. They got some reckoning to do. Uh, listen, there's no, there's nothing wrong with cutting your losses, Andy. LSU did it last year. They said, hey, remember that hyped OC, or the coordinator hire we made? That was a bad hire. We're going to yeah. change. There's nothing wrong with that. Do that. Well, the SEC teams have money. They, they can do that, <laughs> and they yeah. will. Thank the I, SEC I, I'm network. not worried about that. Listen. They'll be fine. Buyout checks, they're just as good as regular checks. It's fine. Uh, some would argue better, Andy. Um, well, Andy, a quick look ahead for this week. After last week, you know, it, this week feels a little bit uh, underwhelming or so, but that's these are the weekends that, that slap you upside the head, I think. There's some good games this week. But last week was by far the best week, um, you know, of the season so far. But as you look at this week's schedule, we'll run it down real quick. We got Ole Miss out. That was last week. Excuse me. Week six. 
This week's schedule, we have this is compelling podcast. Would you like right me to now. start? I got, I got it. Right here. Uh, okay. Go ahead, Andy. Arkansas Miss, the uh, the re- rematch of the six interception Matt Corral game from last year. <laughs> Except this time, Barry Odom versus trying. that offense will be really yeah. interesting. That's the best Ole, game of the Ole week. Miss I, I think. Off a horrendous performance against Alabama, as opposed to a terrific offensive performance against Alabama. So we will see how that goes. And then uh, another noon game with a bunch of people who, uh, if you want to find good seats, I'm guessing there will be seats at Florida Field at noon for the Vandy game. <clears throat> Hey, Vandy beat UConn at least. And then, of course, Tennessee hosting South Carolina at noon as well. Georgia-Auburn. Georgia going to the Plains. North Texas at Missouri. North Texas underwhelming this year. LSU at Kentucky at night. And then uh, Bama A&M in the primetime slot on CBS. Preseason. Sorry, CBS. A, you messed this up. A great game, but yeah. The show's wrong. Uh, Andy, what are you looking looking to most this week? I want to see Georgia Auburn just to see if the Georgia defense does this again. I suspect well, they will. Well, what is this? Hovering around 100 yards and no points, or what is this? Complete and utter domination. Yes, because yeah. that's that's what they've basically done all year. So I don't I think they'll they do that. that I think they'll do, you know, 10 ish points. You know, under 200 yeah. yards. I don't know that they'll just absolutely wipe and them off the face of the earth. Arkansas will miss two teams that were are much, much better than what they showed mm-hmm. last week. Totally agree. So who who bounces back better? And that that's really who wins that game. Yeah. Andy, I want to see if the Kentucky dream can keep going. I, I don't know what to expect. I, Kentucky absolutely can win this game. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, if they do. This is the game. These are the, these are the games, Andy. Where if you're gonna have that, oh my gosh, I'm gonna remember this season when I'm on my deathbed. Years. These are the games you have to win. You have to win this, you know, because you can't beat Florida and then lose at home to LSU the next week. Let me tell you, Florida's a, a better team than LSU, and I'm not sure it's particularly close. So if you get if Kentucky shows up with a B plus A minus game, they win. So do it. Kentucky's favored in this game. Yeah, which that's if if you time traveled and told someone <laughs> two or three years ago that Kentucky is favored against and look Kentucky's been good, yeah. But the, usually Vegas still leans toward the better roster, and I I think this this is a telling thing, but yeah, Kentucky played relatively mistake free on Saturday. And when Kentucky's relatively mistake-free, Kentucky's very good because they can control mm-hmm. the line of scrimmage. Uh, they can make a big play every once. So the, the Wando Robinson touchdown, that's something they weren't capable of last year. They didn't have anybody on the roster who could do that. They keep defenses and, honest. Even if they're not yes. lighting the scoreboard up, you have to fear that. You can't put eight guys in the box and say, no, we'll be fine. You cannot and, and you do that. And I think that, that changes the, the game. Lot. Yeah, you saw that at the end of the game where Florida could not just load up. Yeah. And, and Chris Rodriguez is going for six and seven yards to carry. Like, you're exactly right. And and so they built that team very well. All they got to do is stay out of their own way. You know, but mm-hmm. the way they played against South Carolina won't beat LSU. The way they played against Florida absolutely will. Yeah. Bama, Texas A&M, I may watch between the creases of my fingers. That is <sighs> Aggies. Aggies, buckle up. Well, Andy, it's been good. Another week of football. 
not just football, but football and grits. Andy. Also grits. Yeah, that's that's quite the duo. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you are not subscribed to the show, you should do that. You can get the show delivered directly to your device every Monday. For Andy Staples, I am your host, David Ubbin. We will see you again next Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.